Praise God. Hallelujah. God bless you this morning. I'm Pastor Tuck, and welcome to the Word at my church. If this is your first time joining us, we want you to know you're in exactly the right place. You're exactly where God wants you to be. And I want to encourage you to share this broadcast with at least three people, because as believers, we have a mandate to spread the gospel of Christ all over the world. We are a teaching ministry with a mission to help people get better by teaching them how the word works. So go ahead and get your Bible, your notebook, your pen, your highlighter, and let's get ready to dig into God's word. But before we do, go ahead and grab your Bibles in your hand and repeat after me. This is my Bible. I believe every word. I am who it says I am. I can have what it says I can have. I can do what it says I can do. By hearing its word, and applying it by faith, it'll change my life. So I declare right now, from this day forward, that my life will never, ever, ever be the same again. And neither shall the life of anyone with whom I share this word. So I declare, I'm going to share this word with someone so that their life may be changed forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Let us bow our heads in prayer. Precious God, Lord, we thank you today. Father, we thank you for the moments of preaching. Father, I thank you, Lord, that you would just move me aside, take my place, speak to your people. Father God, use me as a vessel of your choosing. Father, Lord, I thank you, Lord, that you would prepare the hearts and the minds of your people. Father God, that they would receive, Lord, this revelation, Lord, that you have prepared. Father God, make our eyes attentive, Lord, our ears alert, and our hearts receptive. Father God, because your word declares anytime we can see, hear, and understand, we can be converted into that which we see, hear, and understand. And Father God, Lord, I ask you, Lord, that you would just, Lord, take my place. Father God, say what you want to say and do what you want to do. Father God, Lord, because, Lord, we know, Father God, Lord, that this is transformation taking place. Father God, Lord, you've called us, Lord, to be your change agents in the earth, to transform the earth. And Lord, we thank you, Lord. We accept that assignment. We bind every contrary spirit, every demonic force, anything that would attempt to hinder us from walking in and becoming what you call us to do. And we thank you and believe you, Lord, for it all, Lord. Have your way in this place today. In Jesus' name, set free, heal, and deliver. And we thank you, Lord, for it all. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you've been with us, then you know that this is the year that God wants to restore the church to a place of greater influence and impact. And I praise God because we're coming to the close of this year and I've been seeing evidence of the church being transformed and being restored to that place of greater influence. I know in our ministry and in my personal life and in the lives of people that I know, I've seen their influence and their impact elevating because God is changing. This is a season then God is doing some great things in the bodies of believers because he's using us for that purpose. He's chosen us to be his change agents in the earth. And I told you, our job is to be salt and light in the earth, to change the flavor of the environment wherever we go to influence those we come in contact with. And uh, I, I just praise God for that because I know that we have the responsibility. We have the assignment to do and to shape Every life we touch, we, we have the assignment to, to go into those spheres of influence everywhere we go to trust and to change lives of the people we come in contact with. Now, for the past couple of weeks, we've been talking about tapping into a higher frequency because in order for, to fulfill the vision that God has given us as the church and have the kind of 
impact and influence that he intended, we must be able to hear from God and do what he says. We must be able to hear his voice with clarity. Now, I know some of you thinking, but pastor, I'm not sure that God is speaking to me and I'm not certain I can hear his voice. And I'm, I'm, I'm laughing because the Holy Spirit uses everything. Just like a few moments ago, you couldn't hear my voice. You were wondering what's going on. Is there a problem? And it was just a small technical problem. But I, I, I laugh because so many times that's how we feel with God. We, we, we may see, we, we, we may think I just can't hear his voice, but it may just be a simple fact that we're not properly tuned in. Well, I told you that's what the enemy wants you to think. But Jesus himself said, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. And the truth is God is always speaking. The problem is with all the noise and distractions, with all the other voices trying to discourage us and to get us to disobey and entice us to wander off the path, we simply have trouble tuning into the right frequency. Watch this. How many of you remember the days of AM FM radio? I mean, the old school ones with the analog dial before they had digital receivers where you could just dial into the exact frequency like 92.7 or 93.4. When you had to actually adjust the dial while listening intently to hear what you were looking for. It requires time and patience. And the biggest hindrance to being able to hear what you were looking for was static. Well, it's the same in the spirit. See, static, also referred to as noise, is unwanted frequency or signal that is present in the receiver. In addition to the desired signal, and what happens is the noise that is similar in frequency to the signal being received interferes with the receiver's circuits and its ability to process it. Now, static can be a result of natural atmospheric conditions and processes or man-made frequency interference from other devices picked up by the receiver. Now, I know somebody's thinking, Pastor, that, 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 that all sounds very interesting, and, but it sounds way over my head. And what does that have to do with us? Well, the reason why so many of us struggle to tune into the right frequency is static. And one of the biggest sources of static for us as believers is guilt and condemnation. Oh, what do you mean, Pastor? Well, have you ever felt like you disappointed God like he was mad with you. And no matter what you do, you always seem to let him down. You try and try, but you just can't get it together. You, you just keep messing up. Well, the question is, did God tell you that you messed up? Did God say he was disappointed in you? No. See, the truth is what he actually said was the total opposite. But because of static, you weren't able to receive what he was saying. Oh, I need y'all to catch that. 
I, I told you static is an unwanted frequency or signal that is present in a receiver in addition to the desired signal. So even though it was your mama who told you she was disappointed in you for dropping out of school or the people at church who told you you should be ashamed of yourself, they weren't authorized to tell you how God felt about you or to say anything that was contrary to what the word says. But because their voices were voices of influence, you accepted it and told yourself that God was disappointed in you. See, this is because static, which is similar in frequency to the signal being received, interferes with your ability to process what God says. But can I help you this morning? See, when I worked as an engineer, whenever we had an issue with noise in the signal, before we could eliminate it, we had to identify the source. And that's why on last time I was before you, we talked about voice recognition. Because so many of us as believers are receiving signals that did not come from heaven. And they're hindering our ability to process what God says. So this morning, we're going to talk about eliminating the static. Is that all right? Open your Bibles with me to 1 John chapter 3. 1 John chapter 3. And when you get there, go to verse 21. 1 John chapter 3, beginning at verse 21. And I'm going to read this from the New International Version of the Bible. John's first epistle, chapter 3 beginning at verse 21. And here it says, Dear friends, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have confidence before God and receive from him anything we ask because we obey his commands and do what pleases him. See, our hearts are the receivers with which we access everything that heaven has to offer, whether it's information, revelation, or manifestation. See, if you're going to get anything that God has for you, you've got to first receive it in your heart. I don't care if it's natural, spiritual, whether it's information, whether it's revelation, or actually seeing something physically manifested in your life before you will ever receive anything from heaven, you have to first receive it in your heart. See, everything we receive from God must pass through the receiver of the heart. But I told you, static interferes with the receiver circuits and its, to, and its ability to process that which is being received. And that's why John tells us if our hearts do not condemn us. See that word condemn means not fit for use. It means useless. It means no hope that it can be restored. It means hopeless, cannot be fixed or repaired. 
and condemnation will render us unable to receive. See, we won't be able to receive what he says about us, what he wants to show us, what he wants to do for us, or even what he wants to give us. But why is that, Pastor? Well, I'm glad you asked. See, I told you the heart is the receiver with which we access everything that heaven has to offer, whether it's information, revelation, or manifestation. And faith is the frequency on which it operates. But condemnation will destroy your confidence. And that's why the enemy wants to tempt you to sin. So he can bring you under condemnation because he knows it will interfere with your faith. And that's the danger of guilt and condemnation. See, even when we sin, the Holy Spirit communicates with us according to the word in order to lead us to repentance. See, watch this. Even when you mess up, the Holy Spirit doesn't talk to you by telling you you messed up. He talks to you about who you are. Showing you that your behavior is what's actually beneath you. He doesn't berate you. Oh, watch this. Y'all remember the story of the prodigal son. He goes out and he squanders his inheritance with riotous living. When he comes back, notice what his father does. He doesn't read him the riot act. He doesn't go and tell him about all his bad behavior. His father reminds him who he is. See, that's a type and shadow of who God is and how he deals with us. See, the Holy Spirit always communicates with us according to the truth in order to lead us to repentance so we can adjust our frequency so we can determine what we really believe. But the enemy communicates with us according to guilt to lead us into condemnation. And if we're not careful, that static will corrupt our communications. It'll even change how we approach God. Let me show you what I'm talking about. Go over to Genesis chapter three. Genesis chapter three. Oh, I'm telling you, if you get this today, it's going to bless your life. Oh, I, I, I know this is a proper word because I've been up all night with God with this. I'm telling you. This is something that is going to literally change your life if you get it. Go to Genesis chapter three. And look at verse six. Here we find the story of the first sin already in progress. Look at verse six. Here it says, so when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes, a tree desirable to make one wise, she took of his fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband with her and he ate. Then the eyes of both of them were opened and they knew they were naked. They sewed fig leaves together 
and made coverings. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Then the Lord God called to Adam and said to him, where are you? So he said, I heard your voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. And he said, who told you that you were naked? Here, God says to him, who told you you were naked? In other words, I never said anything was wrong with you. I never said I was mad with you. I never said I was disappointed in you. But the enemy uses their sin as an opportunity to introduce the static of condemnation. To get them to identify with what they have done. Because he knows it will interfere with their ability to process God's word how they see themselves, even how they approach God. But remember, even when we sin, the Holy Spirit communicates with us according to truth. See, God already knew what they have done. But notice he doesn't deal with them based on what they've done, but based on who they are. He comes to hang out with them like he usually does. He deals with them in love because it is the goodness of God that leads to repentance. But in order to receive what God says about us, we must eliminate the static. Now, in order for you to fully grasp this revelation that God has given me about this, I'm going to have to teach you some basic engineering. Trust me, it's not going to be that bad, but I need you to pay close attention because if you get this, I guarantee you it's going to change your life. Now, the first thing that you need to understand is what a signal is. And to make it plain, it is a specific voltage pattern that has been sent by a transmitter. Basically, a signal is electricity. It is a specific voltage pattern that has been sent by a transmitter, which will later be picked up and converted by a receiver. See, it's an electrical signal that travels through charged particles in the air and is later picked up and converted by a receiver. As a matter of fact, the reason why you can see and hear me is because there is a specific voltage pattern that is being transmitted which is also being received and converted into audio and visual information on your phone, tablet, PC, or television. 
The problem is deliberate signals are not the only signals that exist. Oh, what do you mean, Pastor? If you recall, I told you earlier, static can be a result of natural atmospheric conditions and processes or man-made frequency interference from other devices picked up by the receiver. Simply put, static is an unwanted signal. See, the same way a transmitter intentionally creates a specific voltage pattern, there are other pieces of equipment that create random patterns as well. For example, when I was an engineer, static was a common problem because we had to install sensitive electronics in an industrial environment. I was a robotics and controls engineer. So we would install systems robotics and control systems in heavy industrial environments. And these sensitive electronics were highly susceptible to the noise generated by motors and heavy machinery. So once interference had been detected, I had to identify the source of that unwanted signal and ground it. Now, the second engineering concept I need to teach you about is grounding. Because ground is a fundamental principle of electricity. It is the reference point in an electrical circuit from which voltage is measured and the common return path for electrical current. It's the place that electricity flows to. As a matter of fact, if you were to look at the power feed in the back of your house, there is a grounding rod to which everything in your house is connected so that if there is a power surge, or a lightning strike, some unwanted signal, a short circuit, it will be grounded because grounding is how you dissipate excess voltage. You take that charge, that electricity, and you return it into the ground, into the earth. And since signals are just patterns of voltage, anything producing unwanted signal should be tied to ground. Stay with me now. We're going somewhere. I need you to catch this. Now, I told you the biggest source of static in the life of a believer is guilt and condemnation as a result of sin. So if we're going to eliminate the static, we must figure out how to ground it in the spirit. So as to dissipate the effect of sin. Well, turn over to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 
Oh, this is the part that kept me up all night. Yeah. See, see, when God showed me how these things connected, I was like, oh my God, this, this is amazing. Second Corinthians chapter five, look at verse 21. Here he says, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God. Here, Paul tells us that on the cross, Jesus became the conduit for sin to be grounded so that we could receive from heaven. Uh, as a matter of fact, go to Ephesians chapter 3 and let me break it down for you. Ephesians chapter 3, beginning at verse 16. Here he says that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width, length, depth, and height. I, I need to pause right there for just a moment. Notice what he says there. He says he wants you to be able to comprehend with all of the saints. He wants all the saints to be able to comprehend the width, length, depth, and height. See, if you know anything about dimensions, if you know anything about measurements, that's three dimensions there. He's talking about width, he's talking about length, and he's talking about depth. What he's describing here are the three dimensions of the cross. He, he says he wants you all to be able to comprehend what is the width, length, depth, and height to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge that you may be filled with the fullness of God. See, here Paul tells us that it is his prayer that the receiver of our hearts be properly grounded through the conduit of Christ and operate with the right frequency of faith being fully, by fully understanding and utilizing the full functionality of the cross, which acts as an antenna with the purpose to attract, dissipate, and ground any noise, static interference associated with sin resulting in guilt and condemnation. Oh, I just said something right there. I need to back up and say that again. See, because I know you missed it. Here, Paul tells us that it is his prayer that the receiver of our hearts be properly grounded through the conduit of Christ and operate with the right frequency of faith by fully understanding and utilizing the functionality of the cross, 
which acts as an antenna with the purpose to attract, dissipate, and ground any noise, static, or interference associated with sin, resulting in guilt and condemnation so that we can fully receive anything that comes from heaven. See, I, I need y'all to catch this. See, the purpose of the cross is to act as that rod in the back of your house. It is to pull all of the stray signals, lightning strikes, surges, short circuits associated with sin that produce guilt and condemnation and bury them with Christ at the foot of the cross so that they no longer interfere with you receiving what God says about you, what he wants to show you, what he wants to do for you, through you, and even what he wants to give you. Oh, can I prove it to you? Go over to Romans chapter 8. I'm telling you, if you can just grasp this concept, it will free you. It will change your ability to do what God tells you to do. It's going to take you. It's going to give you the ability to do everything that God wants. Because this is the tool that the enemy has used all your life to keep you from operating the way God has instructed. From fulfilling the purpose that God has for you. Because you've been constantly getting these straight signals that say you're not enough. You're not qualified. Remember what you did. Romans chapter 8. Look at verse 1. Here he says, there is now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. Here, Paul makes it clear that when we are properly grounded in Christ, static is not an issue. Now, don't get me wrong. You can have static in the most well-grounded circuits. If the source of the noise is close enough. And that's why when designing systems, we would have to be very intentional about locating our sensitive electronics, such as processors and receivers away from noisy components, such as motors and transformers. Oh, can I help you see that? See, that's why you got to be real intentional about who you listen to and who you give access to your heart, who has access to your processor and your receiver. See, you can't allow that to be close to a noisy component, somebody who's going to interject unwanted signals. See, you've got to be able to shield them. 
That's why the Bible says guard your heart because out of it flows the issues of life. See, because you've been allowing things to have access to your receiver that should have never had access to your receiver. You've been not able to receive what you're supposed to receive because it's been interfering with your ability to process the signals that you've been getting from heaven. And that's why God tells us to come out from among them and be ye separate, says the Lord. He says, touch no unclean thing. See, because sin is nothing to play with. See, the enemy wants to convince us that we can do just a little bit. But when we sin, we run the risk of exposing ourselves to the spirit of condemnation and introducing static into our system which hinders our ability to receive from God. But don't worry, because if we do, it's important that we identify and eliminate the noise. And that's why repentance is so important. As a matter of fact, John tells us in his first epistle, first John chapter one, beginning at verse nine, he says, if we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Well, pastor, I repented, but I still feel guilty for what I did. That's because you've not fully comprehended and are therefore unable to utilize the power of the cross in its entirety. Why would Jesus endure the agony of the cross for you to remain guilty? Why would he give up his life for your freedom so that you could stay in bondage? See, God wants you to be free. God wants you to walk in victory because he's got work for you to do. But you can't do it if you're bound. You can't do it if you broke. You can't do it if you're sick. You can't do it if you're depressed. You can't do it if you're weighed down under the yoke of condemnation. See, in order to eliminate the static of guilt and condemnation, you must fully embrace the concept of forgiveness. Turn over to Isaiah 43. Oh, I'm almost done. But I'm telling you, you got to get this today. I came to, I came to destroy some yokes today. I came to ground this signal to dissipate this very power that the enemy has over your life. Isaiah 43. And when you get to look at verse 25. Here he says, I, even I am he who blots out your transgressions and for my own sake, I will not remember your sins. See, the problem is you won't forget what you did wrong and you keep letting the enemy remind you of it. But if God doesn't remember your sins, why do you keep bringing it up? 
But pastor, why would God just forget what I've done? Why would he give me a free pass? Because if he remembers what you did, he can't release into your life what he needs so that you can do what he called you to do. See, forgiveness has nothing to do with you or what you did. It's all about your faith and what he did. And that means you have to be tapped into the right frequency to receive it. So you must eliminate the static. Go over to John chapter three. John chapter three, last scripture. John chapter three. And when you get there, look at verse 18. John chapter three. Here he says, he who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe, believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten son. The Amplified Bible reads it, puts it a little differently. It says, he who believes in him who clings to, trusts in, relies on him, is not judged. See, when your faith, your trust is in Christ alone, when you cling to, trust in, and rely on him for your righteousness and realize that it has nothing to do with you and your ability, your performance, he said, if that's you, then you're not judged. He says, he who trusts in him never comes up for judgment. He says, for him, there is no rejection, no condemnation. He incurs no damnation. Did you see that? See, when you fully put your confidence and trust in Christ's finished work on the cross, when you are grounded to him. He said, there is no rejection, no condemnation, no damnation. See, I can't receive any unwanted signal masquerading on a similar frequency, trying to make me think it came from God because I'm grounded Connected, rooted to Christ. He says, but he who does not believe, who's not operating by faith, who's not tapped into the right frequency, who does not cleave, rely on, and trust in him is judged already. He says, you're vulnerable, you're susceptible to every random unwanted signal that shows up. He said he's already been convicted. 
and has already received his sentence. See, that's why you're depressed. That's why you're anxious. That's why you're already tormented. That's why you're already feeling bad. That's why you're always walking around feeling like you've lost. Because you're not grounded. He says, because he has not believed in, trusted in, the name of the only begotten Son of God. He says he is condemned for refusing to let his trust rest, be grounded, rooted in Christ's name. See, the problem is you're relying on whether or not you feel like you're forgiven. And forgiveness has nothing to do with your flesh. So the next time the devil tries to make you feel bad about something, you did. The next time he tries to bring up your past, the next time he tries to get you to identify with your performance, tell him my sin is grounded to the cross. And all the power it had over me was dissipated through the blood of Christ. So I do not receive that static because I'm in tuned to the frequency of heaven which means I am who he says I am. I can have what he says I can have and I can do what he says I can do because if we're going to have the kind of impact and influence that God intended, we must eliminate the static. We've got to get rid of this noise, these random signals that keep speaking to us that keep, sending signals that are contrary to what God said about us because they are interfering with our receiver's ability to process and receive the things that God has. God bless you this morning. I pray this word bless you. I know it blessed me. If you're not free today, you don't want to be free. But if you receive this word, I don't just want you to stop right there. If you've never received Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, this is your day. All throughout the word, I've been trying to tell you, Christ gave up his life for you so that you could be free from guilt and condemnation. So the enemy no longer has the ability. He did all of that on Calvary. He was crucified, gave up his life, died a horrible death so that you would not. He did all that for you. He became sin so that you could become the righteousness of God. He took all of the guilt, all of the condemnation, so that you would be able to receive what God says about you. And if you desire to receive that offer today, all you've got to do is accept the offer. All you got to do is believe. He said, if you believe, he said, there is no judgment. There's no condemnation. There is no damnation for you. So if you desire that, he said, if you would believe in your heart, confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus Christ, you could be saved. 
So if you desire that today, pray this prayer with me. Precious God, come into my heart. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. I believe Jesus died for me, and I want to make him my Lord and my Savior. I give him permission to make my every decision. I give him my life in exchange for the life that you've made available to me. Be my father. Make me your child. Teach me how to live for you. And if you've prayed that prayer, you're now part of the body of Christ, the family of believers, and there's nothing anybody can do to stop you. The next step in your journey is to find a Bible-teaching, Bible-believing church where you can get connected. And we would love to have you become a part of my church, Lynchburg. We're virtual ministry, but we have all of the pieces necessary to help you connect and become a part of our virtual community. Our ministers are standing by. All you have to do is go to our website, click contact us, fill out a connection card. And one of our ministers will contact you with the next steps and tell you how to connect with us, how to become a part of one of our, 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 our teams, how you can have a, 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 a group of people that will encourage you, minister to you, help you along this walk. And if you desire that today, go to that website. Follow those instructions. Secondly, if you're listening to this word today and you're like, man, this is amazing. I was blessed by this. I think other people need to be blessed. And you want to help us continue to do what God's called us to do on the earth. Click the donate button. Sow a financial seed. You can use cash app, dollar sign, my church Lynchburg, paypal.me forward slash my church Lynchburg, or you can use the Givelify app. Just know that your gifts are going to help us continue to spread the gospel all around the world. We have a mandate to do exactly this, to make sure the gospel is accessible. And it's not a small task that we've taken on, but we followed in obedience under Christ. So if you want to help us do that, sow a financial seed. But thirdly, if you've been truly been blessed by this message, and I'm sure you have, and you know somebody else who needs it, make sure that you share this message with somebody on whatever platform you're watching. Let them know how they can too watch the word in my church. But make sure you come back and watch this again on next time. God bless you. I'm Pastor Tuck. See you again soon. Please stay tuned for our announcements. God bless you. I love you. See you next time. At my church, we help people get better by teaching them how the word works. And we want to make sure there is no excuse not to get the word. It's our goal to make all of our ministries accessible on every smartphone, tablet, PC, and television connected to the internet. So whether you're a man who needs some wisdom, a woman who needs some encouragement, or a couple who needs guidance, the My Church channel has just what you need. Simply search for the My Church channel on Roku, Firestick, or Apple TV, or visit MyChurchChannel.org. You can also download the My Church on the Go app from Apple or Google Play App Store. Constantly on the move? Check out the Word at My Church podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Or simply download the Word at My Church skill on your Alexa-enabled device. But whatever you do, make sure to stay connected. See you soon.